Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. A podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even if you jizzed in a mold of a shoe, let it harden, and presented it to me as new shoes. I would date you. My guest. <laughs> My guest today is a writer and director known for her work on the award-winning series Insecure, Silicon Valley, and guess what? Two Dope Queens on her new... Po- no, I'm not done. In her new podcast... <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! In her new podcast. Sorry, keep praising me. Sorry. The antidote. She and Grace Edwards share the culture and activities that bring them joy in these wild ass times. I am joined by Amy Adiobi. <laughs> that was the sound of the crowd going wild. Oh, God, I have too much energy today. Um, I might pass away. Amy, how are you? I'm doing great. And my energy is only half masked because I drank half a Diet Pepsi. Oh. There was It was already half drunk. And I was like, did I drink the first half? I don't remember, but I, I finished it, baby. Do you live alone? Um, I sometimes have friends stay with me. Oh, so so I'm often alone, but often partnered. So I'm like, what happened? 
but I, there was only half left and I drank it and I feel good. So I drank half of this. It is my order from Starbucks is a venti iced coffee, unsweetened, light ice, four shots of espresso and sugar free <laughs> vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> That'll keep you going all day or till noon if you're like used to it. So I drink... I'll either drink the whole thing if I've got a day. Yeah. If I have like my day, I'll drink half of it and then drink the other half uh, the next day. So this is a day old, but I'm feeling good. Day old is still fine. Yeah. Iced coffee day old is still pretty good. I think so. I'm like unwinding. I went to Mexico. You ever heard of her? I have. It's not south of Texas. It's south of Texas, north of Costa Rica. And Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I, Great spot to be as a country. You know, just a little sandwich between uh, Texas and Costa Rica. Um, I went to Puerto Vallarta. And it's beautiful. Boy, was it fun. Except, yeah. Amy, I got injured every single day. Wait, what does that mean? Like, you just, what? What was going on in Puerto Vallarta? So, okay. I don't know what was going on in Puerto Vallarta. I don't know what was going on with me and the universe, but I done fucked up at some point. And the universe oh, said, no. on your nice vacation, friend, <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming for you, gal. I'm coming. Are we talking like finger scratch or like you were in a boot by the end of the week? I mean, I, like what's going I could be in a boot. If it's not better by tomorrow, I'm going to go get an x-ray. So we did <gasps> karaoke. and uh-huh. Love karaoke. I love karaoke too, Amy. I'm not good at it. But lately I've been doing mushrooms mm-hmm. and then doing karaoke. And it's been Great incredible. So that was <laughs> the, the plan. Yeah, the lights, the singing, the vibes, the, the vibrations of the music. I love yes. it. So I'm feeling myself. Um, And we couldn't figure out why this one table kept getting up to sing. We were like, we put songs in. Like, what the fuck is going on? And they were so obnoxious and annoying and did not pick fun songs. So I don't speak Spanish, but my friend's friend went over and was like, why? Like, what's going on? Why do you keep playing their songs? And he was like, the DJ said they paid him $50 or no. Yeah, maybe what? like 20 bucks in American. I think, I don't know how uh-huh. much that is um, in pesos. And I was like, I will give him 100 American dollars to never play any of their songs again because they're <laughs> fucking obnoxious. And I don't do that often. I'm never <laughs> paying people off. But oh boy, yeah. I gave them $100 and then they got mad that their songs weren't playing again. And then I sang, I'm not okay by my chemical romance. And I said, I'm not okay. Also, this table's not okay. You guys fucking suck. And like truly on stage. And then they left after. Yes. And I was like, if I knew I had to yell at them to make them leave, I would have done that earlier. I would have done that sooner. But then the universe was like, <laughs> karaoke's for everyone. You can't buy your way out and yell at people that's that's the thing on my way karaoke is for everyone on my way to sing party in the usa while in mexico which again may be wrong yeah i was skipping (laughs) and i heard a pop (gasps) wait what i was skipping and something popped in my fucking leg no wait but you didn't like slip no and fall you didn't like hit a chair just out of nowhere the universe was like i was doing a child's activity. Oh my God. Skipping to sing Miley Cyrus. Oh my Pop. God. Pop. That's 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 called karma. I'll tell you that's something. Karma. I finished the song because I'm professionally fun. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then the next day, we went to this stunning private beach where they give you lobster, shrimp. Uh-huh. Delicious. Uh, ceviche, All the crustaceans. Yes. Oh, crab, the crustaceans. Everything you could want dragged from <laughs> the ocean. And it comes in a shell. Yes. We're serving they're it. They're serving it. <laughs> and they had pool floaties and it was stunning and I loved it. And I was limping out of, <laughs> in and out of the ocean because my leg. <laughs> but Different kind of bond, girl. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's her the way vibe I've always wanted. Sexy coming out of the water, <laughs> dripping, dripping in water. Just like hot as and fuck. Just, the tiniest limp. <laughs> right? With a tiny little limp. But then the pool float hit my little finger, cracked <gasps> my acrylic horizontally, down like down no. the middle of my finger wait your finger's still busted girl i came out of the ocean like that bitch from the ring covered in blood oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay i'm convinced that one of the people at that karaoke table was like some sort of witch <laughs> like, and haunted me put a spell on me <laughs> they put a spell on you that's wild oh, and then we went atving <laughs> God bless. Nothing happened. ATV. Yeah. Um, and then returned and life has been okay since my return, but boy, Oh boy, did Mexico fuck me up. And also you didn't get in- injured ATV. Like no. that's actually dangerous. I know. But you got injured like wa- skipping. Yeah. Skipping. And exiting the water, exiting the fucking water, children's activities, swimming and skipping. Yeah. The double S's. But here you were doing an adult activity like <laughs> ATV and you were damn fine. I don't know. I think it's it. because the woman in front of me, she, okay. So what they do is they clock the bigger gals. If you're a fatty, mm. they'll put you on a bigger ATV because mm. you go up mm. the hills better. If you're bigger on yeah. a smaller one, you're going to drag it down. Homegirl, I think was thicker than she looked and she was going up the Got hill. You. Every time she was going up the hill, she started rolling backwards and I kept screaming <laughs> at her to shift up and she'd be like, yeah. excuse me, what was that? And I was like, shift up, put it in five, put it in four. And yeah. I think she was just going so fucking slow. So I couldn't rip it. So the universe was like, We'll take care of you here. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. They're like, you've learned. Yeah. I did have a dream about like flying off the ATV and I was like, is this what's, is this a premonition? But then it didn't happen. Oh my God. It's some final destination shit. You're like, did I just see the way I go? (laughs) Have you been on an ATV? No, only, wait, I have one time in, um, not Sicily. Where was I? Where was I? I was on an ATV. In, no, it was Sicily on the base of a volcano, and they took us on an ATV over the dried lava. It was very you cool. You loved to it was see very it. Cool. I fucking love that. Yeah, I was like, I am in nature, and yet, like above nature, I wasn't actually touching nature, just rolling <laughs> on top of it. I love us. Black people would be like, take me to nature, but not too much. Not too not much. much. Don't don't you dare leave me yeah. overnight in it. I'll be nearby. No, no, no. I'll be nearby. <laughs> Where's the hotel? <laughs> I'm a day naturer. Uh-huh. I'm a day naturer. Um, and hour-long spurts yeah i'll visit nature but you can't make me stay in nature amy Mm -mm. i did not get fucked in mexico which is how you say that's a shame sad not a treat um are you fucking here in america this is my way of asking are you single are you taken what's going on (laughs) i'm dating yes i'm trying yes you know 
it was it's been such a weird time because of the pandemic. Like literally, you remember when we all got vaccinated and it was like, we out here, we out for 36 seconds. We were like, let's be fucking sluts. And then Delta was like, no. I'ma shave my legs. And then the <laughs> pandemic was like, no, I'm not gone, bitch. I'm still here. Let that hair grow out. You're gonna have a long fall. And I went back in the uh-huh. house. And then now I'm back out again. I'm out in these okay. streets. But uh, but not like the alleys. Like I'm in the well-lit oh, streets. You know, that's I'm, good. I'm trying. You're on the main the main streets. Exactly. The main okay. streets. I'm not doing anything too weird. I'm being cautious because like we're back in another surge. And yeah. I just get so paranoid. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to be out here like. Literally, you don't want to get COVID from a one night stand no. and then not know who they talk to. I don't know. Uh, maybe you do. Like maybe that's an adventurous way to spend a summer. But I, I don't. I think I for me, know. I just, I'm yeah. I'm just like I want to be a little careful. Yeah. When I finally done got it, like a fucking mm-hmm. idiot, I went to Upfronts. If you're listening and don't know what Upfronts are, Upfronts are where uh, talent from TV shows, industry talk, they all go to New York City and talk to. Um, like ad people and, and we're like mm-hmm. our show's so great don't you want to buy ads on it fine hello and then there's parties <laughs> and you mingle with the ad people so they feel special and they want to buy ads for your show or whatever it's like honestly it's really like i think of it as like a nice honor to be invited every time i'm invited yeah. it feels nice that the network feels like i can yeah. help sell the show um but i was there and maskless at parties, maskless during what? the ceremony. What? We were all fucking raw dog in this shit. Like people, yeah. like one lady was like, I work at Clorox. Ha ha ha. And I was like, do not open mouth laughing. You, what? You are Close your COVID. mouth. <laughs> it's airborne. <laughs> By the end of the week, they were like, okay, everyone uh, put your masks back on. I was like, we've been spitting in each other's mouth. Like, what do you mean now put them back on? And then it turned out to be like a super spreader event. So I (laughs) got it. Didn't have to miss any work. Thank God. Cause I've been saying this whole pandemic. I was like, I make too much money to fucking get it. I'm missing it. I'm not missing work. I I can't miss work. But it was a week (laughs) where I didn't have to do much, but boy, oh boy, it was not. Wait, have you had it? Yeah. I finally, I got, got, and Uh. I'm like, pissed mm. i'm pissed mm. it was like the week that the mask mandate like ended on planes mm-hmm. and i was like you won't catch me slipping i started doubling up on masks and i went to speak at my alma mater they invited some uh like human you know i'm, I'm a writer so i studied mm-hmm. the humanities and they're like hey people with humanities who have somehow made careers come back <laughs> and speak <laughs> at this institution <laughs> so a group of us went and I came back from that like four day trip. And when I landed and I'm like, I'm double masked on the mm-hmm. plane. I'm like, I'm being very safe, masked up at the event, all the things. I get an email saying, you have been near someone on campus who was exposed mm. to COVID. And I was like, well, I wore a mask everywhere except that one time when I was eating snacks indoors by a group of people. <laughs> <laughs> the snacks done gotcha, Literally, gal. the snacks got me. And they weren't even that good. It was like raisinettes. Oh. You know, it's like one of those, like you think it's like an almond covered mm-hmm. chocolate, but then nope, there's a weird raisin oh, in there. No. Yeah, I got COVID from that. Oh. So, or from the plane, because I saw a woman open mouth like cough into her hand and then pick up her cell phone with the same hand so it could be from the plane it could be from the conference it could be both these people are out here in these streets disgusting i flew back from dc um and 
every so okay i was in first class thank you so much um of course but like you know how you turn around to leave uh through the middle door mm-hmm. so i turned mm-hmm. around Ooh, that's a big plane that's a, it was nice, a nice plane, plane. okay <laughs> but she was on a okay. nice plane <laughs> come through delta she's a diamond diva also the new that's lounge right. at lax is stunning Oh, it's so it's nice. Not, you're outside, inside. Come through. It's like, hello, there's air. There's air. There's exhaust from planes. There's noise <laughs> from planes. But we are outside, inside, are outside. living. <laughs> um, but I turned around to leave and I looked at everyone in first class and they were all these. You did you Have you seen Wally? Yes. So they were all yes. like, and I'm not fat shaming. They were fat people. It's just a fact. They were fat, round, Humpty Dumpty white people who were yeah. old. Yeah. And one of them had like a yeah. neck brace and the other one had yeah. like an oxygen mask. And they were all like, <gasps> and I was like, and none of you but are wearing no masks <laughs> and you're dying. You're actively dying in front of me and just <laughs> raw dogging. Yeah. Truly you have wild. hospital gear around you. Truly. I was like, are stretchers coming? What is happening? Do these people fly to their death? What happened? That's nice. Wild. That's wild. Nice. Everyone's out here in these streets wilding out. Nick Cannon wilding out. Um, oh my God. <laughs> Nick Cannon never going to stop wilding out. Stop. He's like, give me a hundred thousand children. Yeah. I, you know, people talk about a race war. We're going to have a Nick Cannon war. It's us against those children. Okay. It'll be Nick Cannon's kids against future's kids because (laughs) I'm like ready, ready for those two basketball teams to square (laughs) off. I want to see the game. I'm like, that's going to be great. That's so funny. (laughs) Amy, tell me this. Riddle me this. Riddle me that. What apps are you on? Oh, so I'm actually not on the apps. Nicole. I hired a matchmaker. <gasps> you did. That's the way I'm staying safe in these streets is someone is doing the looking for me. Okay. Do you feel comfortable yeah. telling me? Wait, where's my dog? Oh, he's right there. Do you feel... Is he here to listen? He's like, can I... Doggy matchmaker? <laughs> well, he was being too quiet. And I was like, what? Did I leave him? Did I leave him outside the door? Anyway, um... Tell me, how much does this cost? So I have a loophole. (laughs) Oh, my God. I got a loophole. So here's the thing. I got the matchmaker before the pandemic, and the dates never expired. Oh. And I bought five dates, Mm -hmm. and they had sent me on three, and then the world shut down. And I was like can I save these for post, you know, Uh inoculation? And they're like, of course. Fast forward to, I get, uh, you know, um, vaccinated. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want to turn it back on. And my match, I got matched with a matchmaker. It was actually, it felt like good luck. Her name was Amy as well. And I was like, Amy's going to match me up real nice. She's going to help Amy. But I told her I didn't have, I was like, I don't have an income requirement, but I have a lifestyle requirement. Oh, I fly first class. Yes. I like nice things. Yes. I want a man who is down with yes. that. Yes. She was like, I'm going to start looking. She so was wait, looking, looking, looking. Real quick. Mm-hmm. So you don't have an income requirement. You have a lifestyle requirement. So are you okay mm-hmm. with the person who is in debt and doing all this shit? Well, not necessarily. I think the reason they say that, because she was like, do you want to date someone who's like, you know, a millionaire? And I was like, I don't know if you need to be a millionaire to fly first class. You know, you just have to be a little savvy with the saving. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I want someone savvy with the savings, not someone who's debt ridden. And I think that I think sometimes there's a conception that 
to have a nice life, you must be rich. Mm -hmm. But I grew up like in a family that was very, 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 very not rich. But my parents were really good at saving. So we didn't get a huge vacation every Mm -hmm. year. But every like five or six years, we would go on a kind of nice vacation, you know? So I was like, someone who can save well, blah, blah, blah. That's what I'm looking for. So this matchmaker goes out looking and she finds zero men for me. Oh, None whatsoever. Three months. I check in with her once a month. She's like, I almost found someone, but it didn't work out. He was not right for you. And I was like, what does that mean? So she's looking and she's looking. And then one day out of the blue, this was like August of 2021, I get a call out of the blue from this matchmaking service and uh, like from a woman. And she's just like, hi, I'm calling from the matchmaking service. And I have seen we haven't matched you. And I'd like to offer you a special opportunity. And I was like, sounds like a scam. I'm going to call. Let's find out. (laughs) You know, I was just like, let's find out. And they upgraded me to VIP because they thought that they felt so bad that they hadn't found me a match yet. They were like, we've like Uh looked at you. We've like seen the things you do. You seem very matchable. We're really upset. We haven't found someone. So we want to upgrade you to VIP. And VIP, there's like basically a headhunter. Like you are a business Mm -hmm. and they are going like on LinkedIn and shit to find men for you. Oh. (laughs) So VIP is 2500 a date. But I didn't have to pay that. I didn't have to pay it. I didn't have to pay it. I asked them. I said, well, what does that cost? Like literally the woman gave me the spiel and I was like, what does that cost? And she's like, it's not about the money. I was like, what does it cost? And then she was like, well, (laughs) for you, since you've been in our system so long, we're going to upgrade upgrade your two remaining dates for free. That's nice. And have, okay, can you tell me about the first three dates you've gone on? Yeah. Yeah. With the matchmaker, the first three were good. And I knew why. Not to interrupt. I'm so interested in this. So these men know they're being set up by a matchmaker. Yeah. And and they have not signed up for it. They've just met this no. woman in the or person in the wild. Yeah. Oh my God, this is such a treat to oh my God. To, I get into it. Tell me. It's literally amazing because my least absolute least favorite part of dating in modern America uh-huh. is the swiping. Mm. I hate it so much. Mm. I Your don't get like tired. judging men. Oh, yeah, like it, judging. Really, okay. it's a physical thing. Yeah, it's a physical <laughs> thing. My fingies, my fingies get tight. I'm like, oh, this phone is so heavy. Oh, so heavy. I gotta put it down. I get it. You don't like judging the I just physical. Hate and I don't like ju- like oh they left out a comma are they dumb like I'm just like I hate how quickly you have to make a decision uh-huh. and yeah I just hate it and I don't like being judged and I don't like the men who think they can get me mm-hmm. <laughs> all of it is just bad and I hate it and I was like I need to take that part of it out because I'm not I think I'm kind of good on a date like I'm kind of a fun hang mm-hmm. like I'm fine it's like a general yeah. like well, industry talk but like yeah, it, it's like a meeting it absolutely is where are you from how many siblings do you have what are you looking for yeah. in life yeah what do you like to write yeah yeah. <laughs> I'm great at generals too that's why like I'm very good at a first date and then like three yes. four dates in they're like oh god she's a lot yeah. I exactly. get out I'm of like, here I'm what I like to call a monster. So um, <laughs> prepare yourself for this energy. I am how you say mentally ill. 
First date, real cute though. Um, <laughs> so the first three date, the first matchmaker I had was very, very sweet. I think her name was Gina. She was really, really sweet. And the first date she set me, I was a little confused about what I wanted because I had been like out of a break, like a year and a half or maybe two years even out of a breakup and it had my like, you know, wild, I don't know, I don't care about anything, hookups and flings and stuff. But I was like, I'm ready for a relationship again. And I was like, I don't know what I want. I really like blue collar guys. I really like guys who work with their hands. Da, da, da. And she sent me on a date with a guy like that and who initially I liked. But on the date, he like checked out other women the entire time. Wait, and I've heard of that. Hap- it's yeah. never happened with me. So like, what does that like? Does that mean he's speaking to you and then yeah. just like looking away? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, up and downs to other women <gasps> while talking. Oh, it's it's no. a tick. I think I don't think he's doing it to be rude. I think he doesn't know he does it because oh. he's literally in conversation. But his eyes navigate breasts, thighs, hips, ass, feet, shoes. Like he's just looking oh, at women no. all night. And I was like, oh, this is odd. And then he also he was like a blue collar guy. But then he also had like a lot of side hustles Mm. and he used the word hustle. Like, this is my hustle. I have this hustle and this hustle. And he was a member of Toastmasters, like the speech club. Do you know Toastmasters? What? No. It's like an organization where people gather to practice giving speeches and then they get awards and give speeches across the United States. What? I don't know what this group is, but it does. I think they give Speeches at like Rotary Clubs or something. Toastmasters International, a nonprofit educational organization Uh that operates clubs worldwide for the purpose of promoting communication, public speaking and leadership. Yeah. Founded by Ralph C. Smeadley. Yeah. What? Yeah. And they make thirty four million dollars a year. Because they are hired out. (laughs) What is this? They're hired out to like give speeches to people. So that was one of his hustles. And then he also like, I don't know. He had a lot of hustles. Oh my God. I know that this is a audio medium, but if you are listening, www.toastmasters.org, you have got to see the covers of these magazines they have bobby uh, blackman is unstoppable celebrating women around the world i the woo, wait this is i will be researching <laughs> this later ah, this is and i'll just say this is not an ad for toastmasters because this guy was a ludicrous man so <laughs> i want to know <laughs> toastmasters are you letting in like anyone? anybody because this dude was very ludicrous. And then even with that, even with the checking out the women and he had seven different types of hustles that were not jobs, okay. but hustles. I was still kind of like, you cute, you tall. We have a good conversation. <laughs> Can I forgive these things? <sighs> and then at the end of the date, he said, oh, I'm going to visit my daughter. And I was like, okay, where is she? And he, she's, he's like, she's in San Francisco. And by the way, the whole time he talked about how the lifestyle he lives of all his hustling, he can live anywhere. Mm-hmm. He can live anywhere in the world. Okay. doesn't matter. He can do anything. And he's like, my daughter lives in San Francisco. And I was like, oh, why don't you live where your daughter lives? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I just like the LA vibe. Okay. And I was like, Ooh, bad dad. <laughs> like my brain was like, yeah, mm, this man a bad is a bad dad. dad. You're like, and I was like, Ugh. how old is your daughter? And he said, three. And I'm like, wait, if she was like 15, I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you fly back and forth. If, you know, you're part time. Sure, you like the LA vibe. Three? That bitch don't remember you from weekend to weekend. 
Yeah. I'm like, you have you have the option to live anywhere and you're choosing not to live where your daughter Yikes. lives. Yikes. So it gave me like a weird vibe. But again, I'm a very forgiving person, so I'm not even done yet. And he's tall. So like, you and know, I managed to win And he was tall. <laughs> yeah, there's some muscles. And, and also he was looking at other ladies, but also looking at me. So sometimes I felt special. <laughs> but the thing that did it was I was talking to a group of girlfriends like later that week and was like telling them about this date and how he had a secret daughter. Mm-hmm. And, da, da, da. and one of my friends was like, was his name? Da, da, da. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, yeah, I know. <gasps> That's what did it. That's Damn. what did it. That's, she knew him in an intimate way and confirmed all the things I had said and that his hustles were not jobs. Oh, no. And he was often between jobs. And he often was not working with his hands or at all. And he <laughs> did avoid his daughter. And And I was like, oh. And then I really was like, wow. I, my bar was so mm-hmm. low because I was just happy to be back out and dating. Mm-hmm. And this matchmaker found this guy who seemed to like check, he checked a lot of boxes until he started to talk. <laughs> and I was like, but once I got that confirmation from my friend, I was like, oh, this has to end. And so I went back to the matchmaker. Here's the best okay. part though. There's no, that you're not part of the matchmaking rule, at least for this company, is you don't exchange information on the first date. You have to go through the matchmaker. Okay. I like that. So this person yeah. does not have your information. No, 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 no. Nice. He do not. He do so not. all I had to do was tell the matchmaker, here is why this was not a match. And she's like, got it. And then you know what else she did? She went to him and asked him about the things I said were problems. Was like, why were you checking out other... She said, you're checking out other women on the date. What's that about? And she said, you have a daughter in another city. What's, why didn't she mention that sooner? So she did the follow-up for me. And then she came back to me and said, he said... That, <laughs> Nicole, you're not going to believe That she said that he said he wasn't checking out other women. He's former military and is constantly scanning for safety. (laughs) And she said, I think you're right. This is not a match. I apologize. (laughs) What a dream. Scanning for safety in the bras and skirts of other women. Scanning for safety. Yeah. I'm trying to keep you safe. You don't want to be safe. Send him my way. I love him. What a full-blown Looney Tune. I love that. How wild. Truly what a treat. I my god. So that's one date in the end. Yeah, because of the story. Second date. (laughs) Oh yeah. So second date was, oh yeah. This guy was actually nice. He was really sweet. He was really cute. Um, and he was recently divorced mm. though. And we met up at a bar on the West side mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm driving to the West side for mm-hmm. this man. But he sounded really great. And then, but I could tell he was tired and he was like, I just flew in this morning and I'm actually flying out again tomorrow oh. for work. He worked at like pharmaceuticals or something. Okay. And I was like, this is a lot of flights. But he was like, I recently moved to LA because my wife, my ex-wife, and my daughter moved here. Oh, and I was okay. like, oh, this is the exact opposite. Dad. Yes. I was like, already the matchmaker's listening to me. I want a man who loves his kids. And he was like, I moved here. I love LA, but I travel a lot for work. Da, da, da. And I was like, that's fine. I travel too. At the end of the night, he kissed me and he said, I want your number. And I was like, I'm not supposed to exchange numbers. And he's like, but I want to see you again. And I was like, I'll think about <sighs> it. I was trying to follow the rules. So I left. Contacted through the matchmaker. She said he rated you five stars across the board. 
y'all should hang out again. And I did say, he talked about his ex-wife a lot. Oh. Are you sure that he's available to date? Okay. Like emotionally available. And she was like, I checked and he said he is happy to start dating. And he felt that the vibe was such that he felt comfortable talking oh, in that way. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, this is nice. So then we exchanged numbers, texted each other for about uh, three weeks, and he constantly was unavailable to get together. And after about three weeks, I said, let me know when you are free. And it never occurred. Oh, no. Yeah. He was great, too. He's real cute. He wasn't that tall. So every now and then, I don't like a tall man. A short king. He was a short king. He was a mid-sized king. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was real cute. And... Yeah, I just, I really liked the guy. And I was so sad that he kind of ghosted me. Sounds as such he was not ready to date again. Yeah. He literally was like, yeah, and my ex-wife this and my ex-wife that. And we're trying to co-parent, da-da-da. And I was just like, when did you get divorced? And he was like, seven months ago. And I was Mm. like, that feels recent. Have you been in a relationship since then? He's like, I've been dating, but I feel ready to date because my ex-wife said. And I was like, "Uh oh. Mm -mm. So I had, there were some like ex-wifey red flags. Um... But he said they had been separated for three years and oh. the divorce just became final seven months ago. So I was like, okay, feels Yeah, but like, like normal. being separated is one thing because you're still like clinging to that marriage. Like well, maybe, yeah. you know, whatever. You're right. And then like divorce is like, oh, it's final. And then yeah. some people do stay friends with their exes, which is, I don't know, sometimes healthy, sometimes not. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm I don't not know. a... I'm Friends with exes type of person. Like, why would I want to laugh over French fries with someone who's had their face in my veg? I'm just sort of like, I don't want that. Yeah, but when you're dating, you're laughing over French fries and they yes, have their... but it's like later tonight after these French fries, you're going to put your face in my veg. Yeah, it's like, wink, wink, <laughs> you're going to eat that fucking pussy again. Exactly. It feels like a nice little, like, prequel to the, you know, the fun times. Mm-hmm. But, like, if there are no fun times after this laughter, I don't really... I got other people I can laugh with. Yeah, I guess. But also, I feel like, I mean, lately with dating, I've been trying to be like, would I be friends with this person (laughs) if Mm. we weren't fucking? Mm. Which I think (gasps) is like kind of important that I've been realizing. That's a good question. Oh, Nicole, you just, that's a really good question. Do I want to hang out with you if we happen to not fuck today? Well, that's interesting because I, I'm of the mind sometimes that I'm like, I don't need to have the same hobbies or interests as, as my partner because I do shit with my girlfriends. Um, like if we like, if I like, you know, walks or whatever the fuck, like yeah. I can do that with a girlfriend. So sometimes I like when a guy has completely different interests than me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but the thing we have in common is that we both like each other's bodies. <laughs> yeah, but like... Sometimes you're going to want them to go on a walk with you. That's true. Do you know what I mean? Like, sometimes yeah. it's nice to be like, oh, well, I have friend time, man time, friend man time, and then something All I'm together. interested in that my man's going to do with me or my person. Yeah. I think, I do think long term that does make sense. And I, it's something that I turn over a lot mm-hmm. because I think I don't like a lot. <laughs> a lot of things like stereotypical things that guys like i don't i hate sports i hate anime i like i'm like guys and i know that's being really reductive but i'm also like okay you can like those things but do you like wine hey we have that in common that's good Mm -hmm. 
Do you like a long walk? Okay, we got that in common. That's good. So I kind of like give more credit to the small things we have in common, even if big hobbies we don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Real quick, Amy, mm-hmm. we have to take a break. What? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho. Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. <gasps> We're back. We're back from the hey. break. Um. Okay. Amy, your parents had an arranged marriage? Yeah, they did. And they've been yeah. together for over 35 years? Yeah. I mean, uh, 1980s when they got married. So now it's 41. Damn. Right? So right? would you ever do an arranged marriage? Girl, I've thought about it. I've thought about it. Uh, because there's something, it's a very Western concept to fall in love. Mm-hmm. Like that love is something that happens to you, catches you when you're unaware, like, oops, I wasn't looking. You find it when you're not looking. Like <laughs> all of that is just very like storybook Cinderella bullshit. Uh-huh. And there's something that's really beautiful, I think, about being an intentional about partnership rather than romantic love to start. Like my parents love each other, but when they met, they didn't know anything about each other. 
You know, it's just their families are like, you guys check these boxes mm-hmm. and are from a similar place. You should get married. And I think when you start, and this is, I'm painting with a really broad brush. Like, I think there are lots of arranged marriages that don't end up well. Like, I have a friend whose parents also had an arranged marriage and it was terrible. Mm-hmm. But for my parents, you start from a place of knowing that the relationship takes work. Whereas I think very often when we're so focused on falling in love, when things start to go wrong, we're like, well, I didn't sign up for this. I signed up for the butterflies. I didn't sign up for the hard work. And then you leave. But I'm like, relationships take work. And I saw my parents do that work Mm -hmm. for uh, so much of my childhood. And they love each other so much that it's like kind of annoying. Um, But yeah, it kind of, I I won't say that it gave me like a really strong foundation of how to date or anything, Mm -hmm. because I think children of like bad divorce and children of perfect relationships, both are kind of fucked up about how they think about unions because they're like, well, this is all I saw. So this is how it works kind of thing. So I had a very Disney, I'll find a man, we'll lock eyes, we'll become married. And then, you know, three kids and a fence and a picket fence, you know. Three kids and a fence. Yeah. Just one side of a fence. Um, I watched this TED Talk. I don't, I may have mentioned it on this podcast before. I don't fucking remember. But the person was like, love isn't real. Love is just you searching for what you think love is. And what you think love is, is the way you were treated as a child. Yeah. And you're just looking for trauma. And I was like, oh my <laughs> God, this is fucking depressing. So, like, Ain't that a read? <laughs> there is something to like, this is what I saw. This yeah. is what my parents did. So, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Or if you grew up watching TV, you're like, I'm looking for what's happening on the TV. Mm hmm. It is true. I think we get really accustomed, like you're attracted to what's familiar, not necessarily what's good for you. Mm -hmm. So I think whatever you grew up with sometimes does lay the foundation to how you think about romance um, and love in general. But for me, even the concept of like love takes work means Mm -hmm. that I've stayed in and tried too long with relationships Ah. I shouldn't have. Because I was like, but it takes work. So I'm here working. And then the guy's like, mm, I'm done. Um, mm. And so I've I've ended up in situations where I was committed to a lifetime of work. And ah. they were like, but I need it to be good right now. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think that it didn't align. So I feel, I feel sometimes that having more space for the romance of it all and being like, oh, it shouldn't be hard now. Like, this should not be hard. This conversation should not, it shouldn't all be work. Mm-hmm. There's got to be good too. Because my parents have a lot of fun together too. Like, they make each other laugh. They're each other's best friend. And I'm like, I need to remember that as well, that they like like each other. Yeah. It shouldn't all be And work. there is something to liking the person that you date. Because I have dated men who have hated me. Oh, I've also no. dated men who I was like, convincing myself that I liked them yes. when I didn't like them at yeah. all. Yeah, I've done that. I've done a lot of that. You know, you're just <laughs> dickmatized. A lot of like, he's fine. He's fine. He'll he'll change. Mm-hmm. It's depressing. Dating is it's so depressing. fucking depressing. It is. It's It's now, right? Like, I think... It's not just the app dating, but it's also pandemic dating. It's also, it's everything. It's really fucking depressing. And I hate people. This might be you listening. End of sentence. Yeah, I hate people. <laughs> Fuck them. No, I hate people who find love easy, who connect with hmm. people easy, who don't seem hmm. to have like boundaries or walls, who are just open books. It like makes me mad. It really fucking 
grates <laughs> my goat. I don't fucking know the phrase, but it makes me so <laughs> mad that like people bop around in relation. Like I don't like people who are yeah. constantly in relationships. I'm like, what kind of magical pussy do you have? Like, what is it? How do I get it? No, no. Or are your standards mega low? Or like, are you? I don't know. Like, because sometimes when people are constantly in relationships, I'm just like. Are you like secretly like a doormat? Like you're just like whatever. Yeah. You want. What is it? Yeah, because it's different if you're like you found someone and you're married and you've been together a long time. But I, you have that friend who's like always in like a one year relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. That to me, I'm not necessarily jealous of because oh. I'm like, what, 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 what's that about? Like they ain't staying, you're not staying, but you catching them. So what's that? What's that about? I get curious. I'm I'm jealous. I want it. <laughs> I want it because I've never been in a fucking relationship. Ugh, I mean, I get it. I it was forever until I was in one, and then it was bad. So I'm just sort of like, how long were you in your relationship? Well, I've been I've been in a couple relationships, and the most recent one that was long was two and a half years. Yeah, that's a two long and, fucking yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, it was long, and it was, and you know, I think not long in the broad spectrum of life, but I think Mm -hmm. we like moved in together. We lived together. So that's, I think when you cross that boundary, it feels like when you break up, it's like, Oh no. You know? Um, Do you mind getting into a little bit of what it's like to break up with someone that you live with? Cause I can't fathom that. That seems hard. Yeah. uh, It sucks. Um, I, it was terrible. I had a particularly bad breakup in that like, you know, like I said, I'm committed to work and mm-hmm. like seeing a relationship like through. I'm very like, it's going to, I love this person, so it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, and this person, I think, recognized that in me and therefore like sat me down and was like, I have rented another apartment and I'm moving out in a week. <laughs> I did not see. Fuck? Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. I did not see it coming. I did not see it coming. And here's what I'll say, because I never like it when people are like, my ex was a terrible person, even though that was a terrible thing that he did. I do also think that my self I'm still working on my self-esteem and I had extremely low self-esteem. And so mm-hmm. was not, I wasn't, uh, like I was the doormat. So I think that's why I see people being doormats all the time. I'm mm-hmm. like, are you a doormat? Why, why is this person here in your life? And they're loud talking over you. Are you a doormat? Because I was that. And so I was just kind of the shallow, like hollow shell of mm-hmm. myself in this relationship. I wasn't myself. Um, and really like negotiating everything I ever said to him and all these things. So it wasn't a good relationship. And um, even though I thought it was. And so when he did that, he like moved out while I was at work. Like I came home from work and like the dining table was gone. I came home another day from work. All his clothes were gone. I came home another day from work. Like it was, it was traumatic. Nicole, it was traumatic. Oh my Uh, God. It's like he's being raptured. Yeah. It was really uh, terrible. Uh, And it was so awful. I mean, it got me back into therapy, which is great Mm -hmm. because I was definitely like, I remember I had talked to a therapist like uh, a month before and I was like, I don't know. I feel okay. Like, uh, 
I might I might see you like once a month or something, like just mm-hmm. you know some check in sessions, and maybe my my boo and I will come in someday, da da, whatever. And then when this happened, I was like, hey, I'd like to see you Sunday, and this is what we're discussing. <laughs> um, uh, why am I someone that this happened to? Uh-huh. You know, I was just like, what's wrong with me? And what I found out through the help of my very lovely lady therapist was that. I have a tendency to round up on people and round down on myself. Mm -hmm. So I tend to think like I'm a piece of shit and everyone I talk to is incredible. And so I'm always like, you're so amazing. How are you even with me? Because I'm a bundle of horseshit. So I'm so lucky (laughs) to have you. So I just have this like, oh, thank you. Thank you for liking me kind Mm -hmm. of thing. So... The moving out, after this guy moved out, just to go back to that part of it, after he moved out, we had some mutual friends and he had left a few things at the house. Mm -hmm. So I just packed them in a bag and gave it to a friend and was like, you can give this to him. But I was uh, destroyed for a good like three, four months. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. I was that girl at a wedding who someone's like, Is, aren't they so beautiful? And I was like, I don't know, not if he leaves her because that could happen too. <laughs> like just drinking way too much. And like, I, I looked fantastic at every event uh-huh. because I was so thin from crying and only drinking wine. Oh, I was no. just like, oh, it was, it was a bad summer for Amy. It was so bad. But then therapy kicked in and I was it like- It was a sad girl summer. It was a sad Damn. girl summer. I yeah. can't believe the whole like like just moving out while you're at work i know that's I fucked know. up it was bad it was bad news fuck him uh, Very, uh, whatever. okay fair yeah, enough <laughs> i mean i don't i don't <laughs> care enough to feel it anymore Ooh, this it's i like, love she is healed yeah. and she has moved I literally on. and that's what's great that's the power of therapy like literally i'm like i can talk i can have there's pain around what happened. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, I never felt it, you know? But I'm also sort of like, at the end of the day, he did me a favor. Sure. Because if that's how he treats his partner, we mm-hmm. should not be together, you know? So I'm like, oh, this is, at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm better off not in that situation. Mm-hmm. And and I'm still trying to find exactly who I am in a relationship because, I've had so few opportunities to practice Mm -hmm. that that's what I'm excited about now and going on dates now is like, oh, I get to practice um, what I'm like past date three, um, which is nice. Because you are a different person in the beginning. You're putting your best foot forward. You're on your best behavior. You're like, I shan't show you anything toxic that I do. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want to. So, but yeah, I've had a few relationships since then and enjoyed. One thing I did learn was like, oh, you never going on the gram. (laughs) I made that mistake. (laughs) I'm like, never again. (laughs) Wait, never doing what? Oh, going on the gram. Like when, cause I thought, you know, at the time I was like, oh, this is super serious. So he was like on my socials and stuff. And then I had to take him down. And then friends are like, hey, where'd so and so go? And I'm like, I hate this part of this. Ah. You have to break, you have to like announce your breakup to people. And so now every relationship I've had since then, I'm just like, we are lovers in secret. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can't imagine putting a dude up on my public Instagram. What? A mistake. Like, especially because I host a dating podcast. So, like, yeah, no, don't do that. People would just be like, who are they? And get all up in their business. And it's like, depending on who who I end up with, they probably didn't ask 
to be investigated. Yeah, yeah. I I would like literally, Nicole, if you posted a guy on your Instagram, I would follow him. <laughs> I would just be like, well, he's my friend now. He's my friend now. That's my friend. I need to know what he's up to. Is he eating soup? Um, <laughs> it's funny. I once posted a, a picture of my very gay friend, Evan, and people were mm-hmm. like, is this your man? Is this him? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, y'all, I know you're rooting for me. It's very, very <laughs> kind. It is very kind. But I'm not. I mean, I think I, I don't even, I don't know. I don't know how I'd handle being in a relationship. Who knows? I guess Who I knows? won't know till it fucking happens to me. Oh, no. <laughs> it's true. You don't know. You don't know what latent parts of you are going to pop out when someone is staring at you saying they love you. You don't know what parts of you are actually going to go lower, like diminish mm-hmm. when you feel like it. That's the thing. I'm always like, oh, you're there's a version of you that you haven't met until you're in. Oh and also that version God. of you could change. I love knowing that there's like a fucking different version of me out there just like mm-hmm. waiting to appear to be like, this is me and I have a mm-hmm. boyfriend. A little Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I, I'm on Raya and. Oh yeah. Tell me about your dating app. Tell me about Raya. Raya. I heard uh, what's his face. Chandler from friends is on Raya. Is he? Um, mm-hmm. I have yet to see him on there. But I got a, um, so this nice man on Raya, an app where we're all supposed to just be cool and that maybe we, maybe, you know, somebody from something, but you just be cool. This Mm -hmm. nice person said, I know it's probably not cool to say on here, but I'm a big fan. And I was like, great. They didn't say Uh anything else. Uh So I'm like, that's it. You just wanted to say that you're a big fan and I'm not that's sure. That's it. And I've talked about this before on earlier episodes of this podcast so years and years fan. and years ago, but, and probably recently, but I just, you're a match with me to tell me like, good job. I don't, no, don't no do that. I want you to fuck me. I want to get deep dicked. I want my back blown out. I want to go to the yeah. moon. I want to be yeah. twist and turn like a little, make me your fucking puppet. Put your hand up inside me. Uh, yeah. Don't tell me you're a big fan. No, don't tell me you're Unless you're hitting me. on me. Yeah. It's also like, that's my whole thing about friends with exes or friends with other people. Like, don't, I'm not, I'm not here to make friends. Like when someone's like, yeah. you know, I don't feel a connection, but I'd love to hang. I'm like, no. I'm not here for that. Here I don't want that at all. Uh, this other person said, I'm trying to think if I should make a wipeout joke to start us off. No. But I have a feeling it might land me in the water. Oh, so you made one is what you chose to do. Yeah, so he said, I'm not going to do it. I can't help myself. I got to do it. (sighs) And, you know, wait, here we are. Isn't Raya supposed to be the app for people who, like, understand that the entertainment industry is a job? Yes. Like, that are, like, we're not, we're not, like, as starstruck. Isn't that the point? But much like the Delta Lounge, they're letting any old people in. (laughs) (laughs) I thought. The Delta Lounge. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I was truly just at the Delta Lounge, and this man in this cowboy hat was like, "They're making it easier for any old person to come in here," and it made me laugh oh, really? so hard. I was like, "Sir, you're eating powdered eggs. Like, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. Okay." Yeah. What are you upset about? <laughs> Seems like you should be happy. You are here. I don't know. I feel 
I mean, I've lamented about this before, but I do think at the core dating in LA specifically for me as a black woman, who's also fat is really hard because it's like, I don't look like, like a beautiful, like I know I'm beautiful. Uh, like I, no, I'm not saying yeah, I'm not. I was like, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, no. I'm just not traditionally beautiful. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't, and I refuse to change who I am for somebody. Yeah. So I guess yeah. I just gotta wait for that person to be like, hey, I like how messy you are. Mm-hmm. Your wig that you never wash, that's okay. It smells great. <laughs> <laughs> the makeup all over your pillows, that's fine. I'm into it. <laughs> Those contact lenses you've left on your nightstand for three weeks that are now shriveled and broke because you touched them. That's okay. You'll throw it out soon. One day. <laughs> you know what I say sometimes? You know what I literally say? Cause I, I use like uh Jamaican castor oil in my hair mm-hmm. and it gets on my, and it's yellow. So it gets on my pillows. So all of my pillows are yellow. Mm-hmm. Like every, like I take the pillowcase off, it's a yellow pillow. <laughs> and I'm just like, this looks gross. <laughs> so sometimes when gross shit like that is cropping up around my house that I'm like, this is not presentable for the world. I'll be like, one day there'll be a man and he's going to love this. He's going to say, there's Amy's yellow pillow. Aww. It's one of the many things I love about her. So somewhere, and I hate it when people are like, oh, you need this one. You, It might not be one. It might be a few different guys mm-hmm. at different times in different iterations. But somewhere there's a guy who's like, oh, there's Nicole's crusty little <laughs> eye-seeing eye devices. What are they called? Contact, Contact lenses. lenses. I forget the word. <laughs> not eye-seeing devices. Eye-seeing um, cups. <laughs> But there's a little crusties. Aw, my girl. And I'm waiting for it. I think I have to take another break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. 
Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. And we back. Um, So, okay, Amy, you're very, very, very successful. What? You you can delete one of those varies. I'm doing fine. No, I'm going to add another. Very. (sighs) Do you think the Manses have been intimidated by your success? Yeah. I think, well, as black women, Mm. we are the highest earners and most educated, like, group of people in America. We're the highest earners? Yeah, black women. Yeah, most educated. Yeah, most educated and in comparison to their partners, highest earners. Somebody fact check that. Am I talking out my ass? But I I do think you are because aren't we aren't women paid less than the men? We are. But in relation to our partners. So it means like black men versus black women. Black women earn more than white women versus white men or something. like Oh, interesting. I don't know if that stat is correct. But the other stat is we are the most educated. And the mm-hmm. most single. Yes. And on every dating app across America, we're at the low, like we're the least desirable. Yeah. Us and Asian men. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I'm like, Asian king, come here. Come I, lo- I love an Asian man. And um, yeah, if we're at the bottom, let's pair up. Let's both be bottoms together. Yeah, I'll exactly. be the power bottom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> butt to butt. It'll be cute. <laughs> but... Yeah, I, I actually encounter a thing when I'm dating. Uh, I, I call it the lean back. Oh. And it's when a guy figures out what I do and, oh. he, and he goes, oh, and he leans back. It happens on every date. It happens on every date. It's going to happen. And then sometimes they lean back forward and they're back. But there's a moment where they're like, oh, she's like work working working or like mm-hmm. oh she just because in LA a lot of people this is a city where people move to pursue their dreams yes and it's really weird to be like hey I came here to pursue a dream and it and I'm doing it I'm doing the mm-hmm. thing I came here to do LA is a city where everyone is living on the hope for a deferred dream coming true yeah so very often you're dating people who are like even successful people who are like I work at you know uh fucking Google but I want to <laughs> create a startup You know, Mm -hmm. it's like I work at this uh, fintech company, but my real passion is paint, you know, and I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I wanted to be a writer and I'm a writer. Mm -hmm. And so when they realize that or they realize like where you worked or that you've been on TV or whatever, there's a moment where they go, oh, Mm -hmm. 
and they lean back. And I'm like, there it is. There that it sucks. Is. Yeah, they leaned back. But don't you don't feel that way? You don't feel like that happens to you? Sometimes men like to make me feel like it doesn't matter what I do. Usually Ew. they'll be like, mm-hmm. I know you're a comedian, just so you know. And I go, oh, okay. And they're like, and you like host whatever, but whatever. And I go, oh, cool. Thank you. Oh. oh, oh, oh. Well, I don't know if I like that either. We're going to no, call that the eye roll. It's not nice. <laughs> I don't like the eye roll or the lean back. The, neither of them are nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it would be nice if somebody, I did go on a date with somebody once who I asked them what they did. They told me what they did. And then they were like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I'm a comedian and like an actress and I host this show. And they're like, oh, that's cool. I don't think I've seen it, but it sounds really fun. Do you want to tell me about it? And then I like told them about it. And that's great. It was like one of the nicest dates I'd been on. Yeah. Uh, They were such a quiet person. (laughs) 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 But it was nice. It was nice. And one of the only dates where they asked about me in a mm-hmm. way that they seemed like they were interested. And then on the second date, remembered things. And I was like, well, <laughs> I can't. This is wild to me. <laughs> That's amazing. It's wild. Ooh, wait, Amy. Okay, so we do have to wrap it up at some point. But I do what? want to ask you about this. So you went on a date with a guy who wouldn't let you send back your meal after you found a hair in it? Oh, wait, What? Wait, who told you that story? Yes, that did happen before. I've done a little research on you. And by I, I mean my new assistant who's really wonderful and I like her better than my last one who stole from me. Yay, I'm so glad you like your new one. I'm so sorry that other one stole from me. It's okay. You didn't make her do it. She did it on her own accord. The devil did. Well, I don't know if the devil made her do it because I think she is the devil. Fair. Um, So she did it it on her own accord. I shouldn't Mm -hmm. say she's the devil. She just really... Really yeah. rocked my world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In a bad way. Anywho. So I have my current assistant who I love. Um, she did some some dirt digging on you. So <laughs> who is this man? And why wouldn't he let you send your meal back? The thing is, I think some people, for me, when I go to a restaurant, I love going out to eat. And when I go to a restaurant, I'm like, someone is doing a thing they love and giving me food. Um, like the chef, maybe Mm -hmm. not the line cook, but the chef is like, I made a menu, you know, they wanted to do it (laughs) and doing a thing that I cannot do. And when you pay for a service, you want to make sure that you're getting what you paid for. So Mm -hmm. my dad growing up, like my dad was always like, if you don't like your food, you send it back, you know, Mm -hmm. you you send it back. Um, this guy went on a date with, and by the way, he ate French fries with his entire hand. Like, as in, you know, like when you get a French fry, you can like take one and then eat it and take another one and eat it. Yes. He would do five fingers into the French fry basket, gather a bunch, let some slide out, and then still have like four <laughs> left in his entire hand and then eat them. Okay. So his eating habits were odd. Okay. I was like, I don't like the look of that, but here we are on the date. I would get along with him. I rip my food apart and it grosses some people out. Well, what? Uh, well, we, we can get back to that because I actually am okay with aggressively eating. It's okay. that it was shared fries hmm. and he touched them all. <laughs> to me, I was like, this is too much okay. hand in my fries. So so I, I actually like being hungry and eating like you're hungry. I'm not a bird <laughs> eater on a date. So, uh, but that same guy, salad arrives and it was like a balsamic dressing, like drippy as fuck. Mm-hmm. And then there's, 
I just go and I take my fork and I just see the longest brown hair. And I was like, oh, no, I got to send this back. And he goes, no, don't send it back. They worked hard on that. They worked hard on that? Yeah, they put their blood, sweat, and tears and hair in there. (laughs) I was like, wait, why not? And he was like, well, it's just a hair. You can take it out. And I was like, but it's touched the goopy dressing which yeah. means it's been, you know, across every leaf. Uh. <laughs> I got to I got to send this back and he was like, "Oh no." Like it just I think it may, it felt like confrontation to him. And to me, sending back food is not confrontation. One of my favorite things is when a, a, I'm on a date with somebody and they complain about their food and I don't even ask. I ask, well, I go, what's wrong with it? And they tell me and when the server comes back, I go, "This is what's wrong with his food." Um, can we get another one or like what can we do can you get something else and then I watch their reaction and sometimes (laughs) it's just like oh god this has to end or sometimes you're like yeah yeah (laughs) and then you're like you make a decision right then Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) you're gonna stick around a while Mm -hmm. but I will say if I make the mistake like if I ordered something that I isn't as great as I thought it would be I just Uh keep it like if yeah. I was like, uh, yeah, I want salmon. And the salmon comes and I was like, ooh, I actually wasn't in a salmon mood. Why did mm-hmm. I get salmon? I'm not going to send that back. It's if there's a mistake. I went to a Michelin star restaurant. I think you've heard of it. Applebee's. And ooh, I had yes. ordered <laughs> I had ordered chicken finger mac and cheese. And it was not good. It was honey chicken mac and cheese and i said mm-hmm. applebee's what are you doing to me yeah and then also we had eaten a bunch of cheetos dusted uh fucking little boneless chicken thing it was a it was a <laughs> meal to remember but i looked at the server after eating six bites i was like sir i'm sorry i cannot eat any more of this please bring me a plain hamburger <laughs> <laughs> I, I get that <laughs> i need to enjoy my life i will send it back goodbye Goodbye. I get that. I get that. And yeah. Amy, we have come to the end. I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours. I adore you. But this is a question I ask almost all of my guests. I went through a phase where I said I'm going to stop. But I'm back (laughs) at it. Back at it. Would you date me? Yes. Nicole, are you kidding? Uh, You're rich. You own your own home. You're very <laughs> successful. You know celebrities. Uh, I'm like, you're extremely desirable and you're beautiful and you like sex with men, which means we can just cuddle. I'm like, Nicole, <laughs> let's date. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do it. Amy. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here and doing this. Is there anything that you would like to promote? Yes, I would like to promote the podcast, The Antidote, which I started with my bestie, Grace Edwards. It's um, a podcast where you just talk about joy. Nicole introduced it at the top of the show. Um, but we like to talk about the bummer news of the week, like things like Roe v. Wade. And then we also talk mm-hmm. about what our antidotes are, like long walks with our moms. So um, if you like uh, feeling good about yourself, subscribe to The Antidote. Wherever you get your podcasts. I love that. Yeah, Roe v. Wade, that's a, a pretty, it's a bummer. Yeah, yeah, it's a bummer. I just don't understand. Anyway, huh. uh, let's not bring it down at the end no. of the perkers. Let's stay up. So that's it for Why Won't You Date Me. If you like it, you can rate, you can review, you can subscribe. And if you write me something nasty hitting on me, I will read it. You can send it to Why Won't You Date Me. Uh-oh, what is it? 
I think it's why won't you date me podcast at gmail.com. That's very long. I think. Okay, so here I should know it. <laughs> okay, here's this message that this nice person wrote. Hi, Nicole. I want to dress you up in a clown costume, clown makeup, and a big red nose and have sweaty. Uh, I think they spelled sweaty wrong. No, they spelled uh, it right. Uh? Sweaty, passionate clown sex with you. I want you to lay on my bed, take your big shoes off, and let me lick your toes while Ooh. you blow up condoms and turn them into balloon animals. Then I want to take. Then I want to take your clown pants and clown underwear off. I, why are they clown underwear and clown? Anyway, well, I'm imagining they're polka dotted, like like big old oh, polka dots. Oh, maybe. Mm. And start pulling several feet of colored scarves out of your clussy clown pussy. <laughs> clown pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Once the scarves are out, I want to fuck your clussy with a rubber chicken as you honk your big red nose in time with my thrusts. I want you to do a wild clown laugh and spray me with the squirt gun flower while you simultaneously squirt out of your clussy. I want your clussy so bad it hurts. This was an experience that this person is going through. That was fun. I'm proud and of I them. And I think I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> of the, the kinks, that's a pretty fun one. Yeah, a little clown kink. I yeah. think I'm here for it. Yeah, there's comedy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, that's it. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by, oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.